Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastival with myself, Steve Nussbaum, in the podcast where I invite my friends to come on, talk to me all about their musical experiences, their gigs, their festivals, what they like, what they've been listening to, and most importantly, collate their fantasy festivals, which I have christened a fan Testival. Today's episode is number 39, the last episode of our 30s and the last episode in February as we are heading into March already. The year is flying by. A massive thank you to my last guest on the Fantastival podcast, Jordan Haywood. That was episode 38. That was such an enjoyable podcast, a great chat and I learned so much about Jordan, uh, although getting only one prediction correct put me to shame a little bit. So I hope everyone listening enjoyed that one. So time to introduce the guest on the 39th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. And I am delighted to introduce this guest. Such a wonderful gentleman, someone who I've not seen for far too long. A fountain of knowledge across everything you need to know about. He is a winner on Pointless. I'm very proud of him for doing that. Always smiling. It's the one and only Mr. Damien Evans. Steve, hello, how are you? I'm so good. I'm smiling as I sit here introducing you. I'm delighted you're on the podcast. As I said, I've not spoken to you in a couple of years, so I'm so happy to actually speak to you, let alone have you on the pod. Damo, I'm fine. More importantly, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm delighted to be on. Thanks for inviting me. And what an introduction. That was amazing. For a small fee, we could definitely make that happen, my friend. So I always like to check in with everyone before we start talking about music. We're now almost a year of lockdown. It's been a tough year, but some good things have come out of it, including this podcast. So Damo, mate, how have the last couple of months been for you? Yeah, no, they've been fine, actually, thanks, Steve. They've been all right. I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite fortunate, really. I've, I've, been, I've been working and everything, so I can work from home, um, you know, and... You know, like I said, I feel quite fortunate. I haven't been affected by COVID as much as obviously a lot of people have been. But um, so yeah, so, so still listening to lots of music, watching movies and everything like that. Basically, watching lots of football. Are you still doing sporkle every day to improve your uh, brain knowledge? <laughs> I'm doing sporkle every yeah, pretty much every day. So I'm trying to learn the Roman emperors at the moment in uh, in order. That's what I'm on at the moment. So. Um, bit of sparkle and I think called Trivia Plaza um, and I think I'm doing about four four quizzes a week online as well so so yeah that's basically what my lock consists of like I said, you're definitely one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met and I know you fairly well and most people listening will know you fairly well but in case anyone's listening and wondering who is Damien Evans who is this wonderful man who Steve gave such a wonderful introduction to give us a bit of an insight into yourself yeah so which is the smallest city in the UK uh, and I was brought up there until I was uh, 18 yeah, I lived there till I was 18 when I left school then I moved to London my brother's already lived in, in London I moved to London with my mum in 95 and I've lived here ever since and 
Um, I got a job at uh, HMV in about 1997 and worked at HMV through till 2016 um, because, like, I'm a you know, huge music fan and also a big film fan. Um, so my main interests are music, film and sport uh, and quizzing, as we've, uh, as we've touched on, basically. Um, so that's me in a nutshell, really. A fantastic man. You described yourself really well. So no quizzing today for you. Not that much film talk, although we can talk film if you like. It's all about the music today. So you mentioned you're into music. I've obviously have had the pleasure of seeing you in many a band T-shirt and hearing you listen to many types of music. So without giving away too many spoilers, Damo, what kind of music are you into? Yeah. Well, I've, I've always been into a wide range of music. And um, so basically when I grew up, I grew up, listening mostly to uh, to hip-hop, to be honest with you, so, and dance music. So one of the, the first album I ever bought was um, Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. Um, and after that, I bought albums by Public Enemy, NWA, um, Snoop Doggy Dog, Cypress Hill, and people like that in the early 90s when, when I was hugely into hip-hop. But I was also into dance music, so I really liked like, The Prodigy, um, The Chemical Brothers, kind of people like that when, that, when that scene was kind of breaking in the early 90s. So that's what I grew up listening to. Um, but then I went, back, went into a bit of grunge and like rock music, mostly, you know. Um, people like Nirvana, Queens of the Stone Age, etc. Big fans of, of, of those guys. Uh, but I also love soul music, people like Marvin Gaye um, and Motown. You know that kind of that, that, that kind of music. Big fan of that. Um, what can I say? I like I like all everything. Steve, to be honest with you, um, everything from like Girls Aloud to uh, to Slayer. Very very taste. Is there anything that you're currently listening to that, whether that's old or new, that's kind of on your playlist at the moment that you're really enjoying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually think I don't know about you, Steve, but I, I think that you know, I, I last few years have provided some amazing albums and songs. So, like last year, I bought a load of albums by uh, Working Man's Club. I'm not sure if you do you know those guys. I know of them, but I couldn't tell you what they sound like. They're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Kind of quite new order influence stuff, and uh, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, the Holy F album, you know, if uh, I don't want to swear, but uh, Holy F, I love that album. That's probably my album of last year, actually. Agnes Obel, who's just brilliant. I really love the Shirley Collins album from last year. Um, you know, the, the, the folk singer Shirley Collins and her, her album last year I thought was absolutely stunning. So... Uh, big fan of that. Love the Baxter Jury album last year. Um, also, the uh, recent album by Bicep, I, I, I've got, the only came out a couple of weeks ago, basically. Uh, Jesse Weir was great. Sweeping Promises is another album I loved. And um, also, I really, really like the Dua Lipa album as well. So I've got the Dua Lipa album. So, perfect pop album, I think. So lots of different kind of genres again there you've mentioned. Baxter Jury was mentioned a couple of weeks ago in Leslie Watson's podcast. Yeah. Jessie Ware gets me mentioned for the second week running. Jordan mentioned her last week. So lots and lots of stuff currently on your playlist. You yeah. you mentioned when talking about the music that you like that De La Soul was one of the first albums you got. But do you remember buying your first single or your first album? Do you know what? I don't remember the first single because I was quite lucky. Like I've got two older brothers basically. And um, what happened was they they bought me, I was able to listen to their records, basically, when I was growing up. And they also bought me some cassettes, like, you know, so 
I remember getting like DP eighty nine for 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 a Christmas present. So so I kind of used their record collection and, and tape collection to listen to a lot of music. But the De La Soul album is the first one I can specifically remember traveling to. We had a, a record shop called Swales, which was in uh, in Haverford West, which is the nearest town to St David's, about sixteen miles away. And I remember saving up for that De La Soul album and actually going in to Swales to buy it. Um, so I can't remember my first single specifically, but I think that could be because I tended to buy albums actually more than singles. Um, but like I can definitely remember that moment of, of uh, yeah of going into Swales quite proud with my own money to buy an album. It's great. Great stuff. Great stuff. So this podcast is all about you collating your fantasy festival. Are you a festival goer? Yeah. Do you like a good festival? Have you been to many? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my first, I uh, basically like you know, living in St David's, um, it's a you know wonderful, wonderful part of the world, absolutely beautiful. Um, but in terms of going to a gig, you know, you've got to travel some distance to get to uh, places that that that, uh, that have gigs, really. Um, but when my brothers moved up to London and. Um, when I was 15 in 92, I actually came up to London to, to stay with them. We all went to Reading 92. Um, Public Enemy were headlining on the Saturday, and that was my first festival experience. It was absolutely incredible, and Public Enemy were probably my favourite band of that time. Uh, and seeing them headline this huge festival at Reading was just oh, incredible. And um, so I've loved festivals ever since, really. I, I, I've been to quite a lot. Uh, Reading is one I've been quite a few times and also you know you know like nowadays there's so many festivals that you you can go to almost every week in london in the summertime so i've been going to the um all points east festival you know in 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 east london amongst others uh so yeah no i absolutely do love festivals great stuff great stuff and through knowing you i know you've been to many many a gig as you seem to be up off to quite a lot of gigs all the time when we were working together. What gigs yeah. do you look back on as your favourites or, or, or ones that stand out for you? Well, you know what? The first gig I ever went to, again, I came up to London uh, 1990 with the Petrol Boys, because I'm a huge pop music fan, and the Petrol Boys were one of the first bands I also got into whilst I was also listening to rap music. And I saw them at Wembley Arena, and it still stands out actually i can still remember quite a bit of it because it was you know it was quite it was really well staged and quite arty as you probably expect from the petrol boys um and alongside obviously these amazing songs and and, and the entire you know the catalog has got so many great hits in it doesn't it so it was a great uh, that was a great gig but the other ones that really stand out for me were i saw queens of the stone age um when they had Dave Grohl on drums. I was fortunate enough to get to that gig. It was at the London Astoria 2, and it only holds about, you know, a few hundred people, I think, if my memory serves me right. Um, and they didn't do many gigs with Dave Grohl on drums at that time. So that was another gig I went to, which really stands out. It was, it was like, yeah, it was fantastic. Mark Lanigan was guesting as well, so it was a great gig. Um, those, those two stand out, and also... I remember the first time I saw Slayer. I've seen Slayer a few times. I saw Slayer with Paul, Paul Hammond. And I think that was at the, yeah, it was at the Astoria before the Astoria obviously got, uh, got closed down. And I just remember watching it going, I cannot get over just how tight and, I don't know, just how exciting these guys are. They were just unbelievable. And 
I think that is, that is definitely one of the most memorable gigs I've ever been to. Slayer, the Astoria, just, you know, I could have watched Dave Lombardo drumming for hours. It was just incredible. But, um, yeah, those are, those are probably the real standouts. But, uh, but um, last year, just before lockdown, I was lucky enough to go and see Sleater Kinney at Brixton Academy literally about three days before lockdown, and they were fantastic. Um, so that was the last one I went to. Great stuff. You mentioned some great bands there i'm very envious of that queens of the stone age experience because i love the astoria too and seeing them with dave go on jumps must have been must have been absolutely amazing and seeing slayer in a you know in an astoria seems like a perfect venue to go and see a band like slayer as well yeah they're one of those they're one of those bands you know there's a few bands where the they they can just turn it on whether they're playing an arena a festival or even in a smaller smaller venue you know and seeing them in, in a venue like the Astoria when the, the noise you know you can imagine how loud they are and the you know and, and what the audience are like the audience is such Slayer devotees you know but um, yeah absolutely incredible definitely one of the best bands I've ever seen live Slayer brilliant they had never been selected for a fantastical so maybe today is their day we shall see so like i said at the top of the podcast today's episode is all about getting damo to collect his fantasy festival so damien can choose any five acts one of who must play one of their studio albums in full and an encore which can be any song made by any artist doesn't have to be one of damo's five and all five acts will perform together at the end of his fantasy festival. So very simple, five acts take five time slots. So in last week's episode, I had Jordan Hayward on and he collated his The Master of All Trades Fantastical. In his opening slot, he had Erica Badu and he had her playing her album, Mama's Gun. In his super second slot, he picked Destiny's Child. In his Midway Madness slot, he picked Molotov Jukebox, who I've yet to listen to, but look forward to hearing some of their stuff. In his pre-headline act, Jordan picked Paramore, and for his headline act, Jordan selected Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> and for his encore, Jordan picked the song River Deep, Mountain High. So any five acts you can pick, any encore. I've got some predictions for you, Damo. The lovely Dave Deglish, yeah. uh, like I mentioned earlier, in the pod I've been in contact with. We've got five names. I'm fairly confident of two, I would say, and we'll see how the other three pan out. So a very important okay. question coming first up for you what are you going to call your fantasy festival well i'm going to call it and I'll, I'll i can tell you why because of the location if that's okay absolutely um my my festival is actually just going to be called westival westival yes westival and the reason is is my location for the festival is uh, there's a beach near st david's where i grew up called white sands bay it's one of the most beautiful beaches in in the country i'd say but also, it's there's an outcrop from White Sands Bay, St David's Head, which is the most westerly point in Wales. So I thought it would be appropriate to have a festival in one of the most beautiful settings in the country at the most westerly point in Wales and call it Westival. Very clever. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. So we have Westival. We have our venue. Yeah. So before we get on to talking about the five acts that you've chosen for your fantasy festival, you've mentioned so many bands kind of already that influenced your musical taste that you've been listening to. Yeah. There's obviously going to be a lot of acts who aren't going to get into your five. So do you want to give a shout out and mention any bands who you love and you're just so into but haven't been able to make your five? Yes, absolutely. Do you mind me going through a, through a, a list I collated? Let's do it. Well, Jennifer Lopez, I'm afraid, isn't as much as Dave Daglish is uh, <laughs> uh, 
it. Sadly, she, she's not. She's not on it. The Beach Boys are not on it. Uh, even though I'm a huge Beach Boys fan, Iggy Pop, Pixies, Breeders, Talking Heads, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Susie and the Banshees, Slayer. Sadly, I couldn't. They do not make it. They do not make it. Unfortunately, Roy Sop, DJ Harvey, uh, Kate Bush, Run the Jewels, Public Enemy, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Marvin Gaye, James Addiction, Hole, Roxy Music, and Stevie Wonder are among the people who sadly just miss the cut. Some great acts there. One of my predictions is gone, so Talking Heads are gone from the list. But I've still got four going yeah. strong. I've still got four going strong, so maybe a four out of five in this one. We shall see. Uh, well, we shall see. I mean, it's a tough. You know, you know what it's like. It's really tough to narrow it down and I like I, I've had a couple of sleepless nights trying to trying to narrow it down to five but Talking Heads were one of the last two I had to make a decision on it and, and sadly um, put them to one side so Talking Heads will have to wait another day until they get into somebody's yeah. fantastical lineup. so let's crack on in with Westerville it's two o'clock Westerville has sold yeah. out so sorry is it taking place in White Sands Bay Beach or did you say there was a building no on the beach. So White Sands Beach. White Sorry, is it White Sands Bay Beach? It's White, White Sands Bay is what it's called, and it's, yeah. it's funny enough. It's weird. I had my first job as a uh, car park attendant for the car park, so maybe it could stretch from the car park down onto the beach. But uh, and I and I could work the car park again for the festival goers. But um, yeah, I, I think it should take place on the beach. Fantastic. Damo, it's your fantasy festival. It can be as big or as small as what you like. You can be a car park attendant. You can be backstage. You can be wherever you want. This is your special <laughs> fantasy day. So let's do it then. It's two o'clock. West of all, sold out. It's a lovely day at White Sands Bay. Damien, who is opening your West of all festival? Okay, I know that this might sound as a strange, potentially as a strange opening person, but hear me out on this, okay? I'm going to go with Aretha Franklin opening at the piano. Uh, and my re- reason for that is, I don't know if you feel the same, but I love, when I start a festival day, I love kind of being eased into it, if you know what I mean? Yeah. So I quite like either, uh, you know, like a slightly more stripped down, either like acoustic or, or like I say or someone at the piano or something as opposed to diving straight in with techno or diving straight in with a quite a hard rock group and I've been listening to Aretha Franklin a lot in lockdown and quite simply I just think she's yeah in my opinion the best singer of all time she's just unbelievable and I've been especially listening to a lot of her 60s output from her Columbia and Atlantic years and it's just, you know, jaw-dropping stuff. It's absolutely incredible. And what, watching some of the footage of her, just her at the piano, and that incredible voice is just, like I said, it, it, it really is incredible. And I'd love just to have been able to see her. I never, you know, I never saw, absolutely, I never saw her live. And just hearing that voice would be an amazing experience. So I've decided to go with Aretha um, at the piano, as my opening act. Great choice. Aretha Franklin makes her second fantastical appearance. She was chosen recently in episode 34 by Mark Butcher in his super second slot. So she makes her second fantastical appearance. She will play from two till three. She takes Damien's opening slot. So let's move on then to the super second slot. So we'll have a half hour break after Aretha at the piano. It's now half past three 
and it'll be time for your super second slot. So, Damien, who is taking up your super second slot? So, the, for my super second, I've got the act who will be playing an album in its entirety, basically. So, I've gone with the band Love, and they will be playing the album Forever Changes in full. And the reason I've gone for this is that Forever Changes is one of my all-time favourite albums. It's probably in my top three, definitely. And um, my old friend uh, David Evans down in St. David's introduced me to Forever Changes, probably in about 94 or something like that, 95. And I've just loved it ever since. And I bought, you know, every probably 10 various, uh, various releases that it's, it's come in since, since then. It seems to get reissued every two years or something and I buy them all but um, it's a yeah wonderful album I just absolutely love it from start to finish so um, I thought choosing Love um, playing that album would be you know a, a wonderful afternoon treat a great choice the second time the album's been chosen in a fantastical Joe oh, Toppin yeah. Joe Toppin had them as her Midway Madness act back in our early 20s um, and picked them to play Forever Changes so a very influential album, well ahead of its time as well, and that becomes your album of choice. So Love make their second fantastical appearance. Love take your super second slot. They get an hour, so they'll play Forever Changes and get some more songs in if they can. So then we'll go on to your Midway Madness slot. So we'll go and take another half-hour break to take us to 5 o'clock. be time for your yeah. Midway Madness. So Damo, who's going to take your Midway Madness slot? So Midway Madness, I have to choose these guys because quite simply they're the band I've seen live more than any other band and it's the Super Fury Animals. And I also think it's a good... I, I quite like as you're just getting in towards early evening... I just start, I love playing with festivals where it just starts ramping up a little bit and, you know, the energy is kind of rising and I think Super Furies are a good, uh, a, a great act to do that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen them, I think I've seen them 30 times now and I've seen Griff Reece solo about 10 or something. So it's funny, I, 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 I bumped into him at the uh, up in Edinburgh a couple of years ago and he was playing a few, a few gigs there and I went to a couple of them and uh, I bumped into him afterwards and I kind of, yeah, I went all fanboyish and everything. I just started telling him how much I've seen him and the Super Furies. And, I'm, I'm, you know, he, he looked a bit worried, to be honest with you. I think he was a bit frightened by, by, uh, by how many times I'd, I'd seen them and everything. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, one of my favourite bands, certainly my favourite band of the last kind of 25 years or so, and uh, always reliable live, great, you know, uh, great track listings, Would you have them play stuff from the earlier part of their career or just a whole general set? I think a, I think general set, to be honest with you, because, I yeah, I mean, I, I love all of their albums from, yeah, from Fuzzy Logic through to Dark Days, Light Years. I, I, I've got them all. I think they're all, they're all, they're all great. Um, and also I like the variation within their career, you know, that, that they've, yeah, they've always had a degree of, like, psychedelia and, and pop influences, but, you know, they, they've got some heavier, kind of rockier songs which get the crowd going and everything, um, and they've got some slower, you know, not ballads as such, but they've got some slower songs which are, which are beautiful as well. Um, so I think I'd choose uh, a selection from their, you know, from over their career. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. So Super Furry Animals 
take your midway man in the slot. They make their fantastical debut and will play from five till six at your fantasy festival. That will take us through then to half past six. It'll be time for our pre-headline act after a short break. So your pre-headline act, Damien, going to get slightly longer. They're going to get an hour and a half to play. So who is going to yeah. take the pre-headline act slot at Westerville? So this, this, this was another tough one to, to narrow it down to, but because, because of my love of pop music and because yeah pop music is probably my favorite kind of music i I think i really have to narrow it down um i've gone for nile rogers and chic in my uh for the fourth slot um ideally if it could be you know with bernard edwards and tony thompson on drums and everything as well yeah I've, i've gone i've gone for those guys i think for me, Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards are some are two of the best like songwriters of all time, and I and I love you know like I said I, I love my pop music. I love songwriters like you know Carole King or Burt Bacharach and the Bee Gees and, and and the Pet Shop Boys and people like that who just write these incredible pop songs and write so many of them that are just so memorable. And I think these guys are up there with that group easily. They've just written so many songs for themselves, for other people as well, you know, for Diana Ross and, every, and, and Carly Simon and people. And going into a, a festival evening, having hit after hit getting played and getting the crowd going at a festival would be, you know, it, it, it would be fantastic. So that's why I've gone with Mal Rogers and Sheik. It's kind of easy to forget how many songs he's actually written. I remember watching a Glastonbury set a couple of years ago, and there's just so, so yeah. many. So, so many. Like I said, you know, and, it, and it's Sheik, Sister Sledge, and Diana Ross, uh, Sheila, Sheila and B Devotion, and, and like I say, and, and even some of the, the other stuff, the lesser known stuff that they wrote for, like, Debbie Harry and, and, and who they, they worked with, I, I really like. And also, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but one of the things I find about Nile Rodgers especially is that, I mean, who else sounds like that with his guitar? I mean, I remember when I first heard Get Lucky by Daft Punk, and you know, I didn't know who it was, but your first thought is, well, that sounds like Nile Rodgers, doesn't it? And it was, you know, and, and I'm not sure how many other people have that such a distinctive sound and playing technique of the guitar than, than Nile Rodgers. I just think he's absolutely incredible and an amazing producer. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. So Nile Rogers and Sheik will get an hour and a half in your pre-headline slot. They're just going to have to cram so many hits into the hour and a half. And you're right, that will definitely get the crowd going at Westerville. So that will take us through into 8 o'clock. We'll take another half-hour break, which will take us up to half past eight. So then it will be time, Damien, for your headline act. So your headline act will get two and a half hours to play from half past eight to 11 and close the Westerville Festival. So, Damien, who is going to be your headline act? Well, this is the one I really, excuse me, I struggled with because I was so close to putting ACDC in as the headliner because, again, they're one of the best acts I've ever seen live and I think they they could, they, you know, they really get the crowd going. They're, they're, they're unbelievable. But I had to, you know, in the end, I had to choose um, David Bowie, basically. Uh, for, for you know, for a few reasons. I mean, first of all, I think the obviously is is you know hits and his, his set list would be absolutely phenomenal and would be incredibly varied. You know, of, of the different styles of music that he encompasses. Um, and yeah, and he'd be able to do crowd pleasers uh, all the all the way. 
down to you know some lesser known tracks which people might not be so aware of but which are just brilliant absolutely brilliant so I've gone for David Bowie and it, you know he, he was someone who when I, I got I got into David Bowie initially like in the late 90s early noughties I bought most of his obvious albums you know I bought Ziggy Stardust Hunky Dory Low Station to Station and Heroes and everything then and then I kind of like just and I really loved them and then I just kind of put them to one side for a while but got back into him in the late noughties and, and then just you know really really got got into his music and just became you know a bit obsessed with him and that's that's how I feel now about his music I just I just um the breadth of, of music and his 70s output in particular and, and uh, how he just changed constantly and yet no matter what kind of style of music he, he, he was working on he was provide he was producing this incredible array of songs um so so yeah so so david bowie may seem like quite an, an obvious choice and i, I know some people have, have chosen him already but uh, i think it just has to be him you can only be true to yourself damo in this in this yeah. process but david bowie get selected for the fifth time so that takes him to the top of the fantastical leaderboard he's now joined top with queen so him and queen are the most picked bands so far as it stands so whenever i think of you damien i must be honest i always whenever i picture you it's always in that david bowie t-shirt and the brown cardigan that's because i didn't have any other clothes So David Bowie takes your headline slot. He'll be amazing in his two and a half hour set. So that will take us through to 11 o'clock. So now it will be time for your encore. So like I said, any song by any artist doesn't have to be one of your five. So we're going to have Aretha Franklin come back out along with Love, along with the Super Furry Animals, along with Noel Rogers and Sheik to join David Bowie. They get to play one song together to close your fantasy festival. So, Damien, what song are you going to have as your encore and have all your acts performing together? Well, that, this has been a really tough choice, actually. Um, and even though it's not my, my favourite uh, David Bowie song, actually, but, but because Nile Rogers is there as well, I, I was going to go with uh, with Let's Dance by David Bowie as the, as the encore. Um, like I said, Nile Rogers is there, and obviously he, he, he worked on... Let's dance. I also think it's a song which all of the other people at the festival could chip into and enjoy it, and it would and it would really, you know, it would really get the crowd going. I'd love to, to hear uh, David Bowie and Aretha Franklin like duetting a little bit on on it. Would be an amazing uh, experience. But I think Super Furry would provide great backing and and like kind of harmonies and everything like that on the song, and a real crowd pleaser to finish the night off it sure would be it sure would be i mean that's i am not a massive david bowie fan i like him but the let's dance phase is always my favorite phase it always reminds me of hmv sales because that was the always one of the like the leading titles for 299 and you'd play and i'd be like i love this and i remember telling you that was always my favorite david bowie face and you and mike grant would always kind of and phil pepper to be fair would always kind of screw your faces up at me as i would as i would tell you that i mean i really like i really like let's dance the album i do and i love modern love um i think modern love is is great there's some really good tracks in it absolutely um so i i don't i i, I really like um let's dance overall but I, you know, like I said, I prefer the seventies output. But I just think "Let's Dance" the song, as it's kind of what we were just talking about, Steve. It just perfectly embodies the elements of like mm. pop and Nile 
Aretha's, you know, and um, like I say, getting uh, if if Aretha would be happy to join David Bowie on a on a duet, and it would be it would be perfect end to the day. It certainly would. I'm glad you mentioned Modern Love. That is still my favourite David Bowie song. And yeah, it's a brilliant song. I love that song. Brilliant. The Adventureland soundtrack is amazing. Anyone who hasn't heard the Adventureland soundtrack, one of my favourite soundtracks in the land so let's dance we'll bring your fantasy festival to a close we're going to lock that in in a second and i'm disgusted at myself because i've only got one out of five in my predictions for you so it'll be no surprise that david bowie i had on my prediction list which you've picked the other four acts i had on my prediction list although you've mentioned all of them pretty much i had acdc on my prediction list queens of the stone age on my prediction list Talking Heads, who we've already spoken about, and I had felt I had the fifth one. I was torn between Iggy Pop, who you've mentioned, and Velvet Underground. Yeah, who also just missed out. They're, I, yeah. yeah, they're on my obviously on my missing list. Well, you know, this like the, the thing is, is that you, you you could have like you know twenty of these festivals. Of course, you could, but narrowing it down, like I said, I think. What I was thinking about was like the day as well about how I like a festival to run, and like I said, I like to you know I like it to be kind of quite eased in slightly, if you know what I mean. So I think Aretha followed by Love, which is still quite acousticy overall, you know what I mean, and um, easy on the ears, or am I just showing my age there now? <laughs> um, before you get into like uh, you know a more energising kind of. Uh, late afternoon early evening with Superfilms Nile Rogers and then David Bowie but it was an incredibly tough decision to narrow it down to those five you've done a fantastic job there so let's lock it in then so we have the Westerville Fantasy Festival taking place at White Sands Bay in your opening slot we're going to have Aretha Franklin in your super second slot we're going to have Love who are going to play their Forever Changes album in your Midway Madness slot we're going to have the Super Furry Animals in your pre-headline act slot we're going to have Nile Rogers and Sheik and headlining your fantasy festival we're going to have David Bowie and for the encore all five of your acts are going to perform Let's Dance Mr. Evans, are you happy to lock that into the Fantastical Gates? I'm as happy as I'm going to be. I'll do it before I'm my mind again. <laughs> Brilliant. So the West of All and Damien Evans' Fantasy Festival are now locked in, can never be taken out, and that concludes the 39th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. So if you've, you've enjoyed this, and I hope you have, I've enjoyed it very much, please subscribe. Give the podcast a review if you're listening on iTunes or if you're listening on Spotify or Anchor. Give the podcast a follow. And if you're a new listener and you've liked what you've heard, go and recommend this podcast to your friends and your families. We are also on Twitter if you're using social media. So go and follow us at Fantastival P. And if you're not on Twitter, you can also drop an email to us at fantastivalpodcast at outlook.com. Unfortunately, we can't play music on podcast but i will get some tracks from damien and i will put them into the episode description list so if you're listening now which you obviously are go on look at the description of the episode and there'll be a link and i'll get some tracks from damo and whack those into a playlist so a massive thank you uh from myself to you damien i've really enjoyed having you on the podcast and just talking to you in general like i said it's been far too long how have you how have you found the whole concept and you know being on a podcast it's been great thank you so much for uh, for inviting me on and like i 
I said, it's uh, it, it's been great because it also really makes you think about the music that kind of matters to you, you know, as well. So, uh, and, and like I said, to narrow it down where you have to make a decision about five acts. Yeah, it could have, like I said, it could have been 50 acts, but uh, it, it's great looking through old albums and, and listening to some people to, to, to help narrow it down. So it's been a great experience. Thank you so much. All, all my thanks goes to you, my friend. So I'll be back soon with episode number 40. So please make sure to join me. But until then, stay safe, my fantastical friends. Please continue to spread the word. And that word is fantastical. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 